This is Navigate with ID. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. It is always a pleasure. I tell you, I'm so grateful to God for life. I'm grateful to God for the grace he's given me. I'm more grateful to God for the opportunity to be able to serve and also be served. You don't seem to understand what I'm saying, but let me tell you, from the 25th of January when we had our business and leadership conference, I met so many beautiful people who were either great listeners of this program or there were those that had just joined in at some point listening to us on this program. And they came there doing the very best they could with themselves and they're looking to make the best out of the future. So thank you. Thank you because you become a source of encouragement. And just on Saturday, this weekend, I had the privilege of joining my own Oga Ifi at our vision board experience as a speaker. And my theme or topic was vision to reality. But it wasn't just the the atmosphere, the people that I met there. There were young girls that came in from school. There were the audience was kind of mixed, although it was very skewed to women. But more importantly, I received a gift from a young lady, Ayo Ajala. She gave me a bracelet. And I'm so grateful, Ayo. Thank you. You know, you don't know how much it touches me when people tend to give and to say thank you. This I really appreciate. And just to let you know, Ayo, that I've decided to wear your bracelet and I'm wearing it. I wish I could have your handle. If you do, send me your handle. At I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G is mine. And I'll be able to put a picture up and you can see it. And also grateful to Tunde, um, a gentleman I met who's also a favorite listener of this program who went for an executive training. I went to speak to the executives of their company. And there and then he said, listen, I'm a favorite listener of your program. And the next thing I knew, he said, you know what? We kind of have a rice farm. And the man just went to his car and gave me a bag of rice. And I'm like, oh my, this is so good. Thank you. And what can I say to many others who have sent comments, you've made everything possible and encouraged me, encouraged my team. I want to say thank you. Thank you for everything. And I hope God continues to grace us to be great supporters of one another. And you and I will get to that place called there. I will see you definitely at the top. Well, I haven't taken all of that out of the way. I want to step into a terrain that will make you enjoy this ride. Remember last week we are talking about It's Your Ship? I took that title from Captain Abrashov's book, but I coined it within the context of you personalizing it and saying, It's My Ship. And I did say that the ship there represents your career, could represent your family, could represent your community, could represent everything that you do of which you are expected to show forth yourself as a leader or one that is leading or being led. Whatever form and shape it takes, it is important that you realize from a self-awareness standpoint that your best dreams can only come when you are awake and the best decisions you make or take will be a function of the choices and the chances you have because there are always consequences. Today, I want to start on a trajectory that will be very interesting. Lend me your ears as I look at this beautiful topic. 
how to work for a leader you don't believe in. That is a bit controversial. But many people are going to stick their ears to the radio sets and to want to hear what I have to say. How to work for a leader you don't believe in. You know, this is something you'll find in our climb so well, especially within the political class, especially within the public service. And more importantly, you'll find it in the private sector too. So it's not exclusive only to the political class. When you get into public service, there are very many people that are supposedly leading, but people don't believe in them. And same thing goes even with the private sector. I mean, when you look at certain industries, you will realize that certain sectors carry leadership that the followership do not believe in. So this will be an interesting topic, and I'll very much crave your indulgence. I'll very much like you to respond with your comments you can tweet at me or send a message on Instagram at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. We're nice for us to have conversations around the comments I will make and the things you need to do differently. Let me start by saying that a bad leader doesn't have to beat down a great person. But why do they do it? It is a sad truth that you never have to look far to find someone working for a leader they don't believe in. You don't have to go far. It is just look around you. You'll find that even in your office right now, a lot of your colleagues do not believe in the leader. And guess what? They are all, when they see the leader, they are going to play all kinds of theatrics, drama. Some will suck up to the leader. Some will try to avoid the leader, while some in order to be in the good books of the leader, will do things that are against their own conscience and will. That may even be you listening to me. People lose faith in leaders for lots of reasons. Broken trust, lack of confidence, or just plain disagreement. But most times you find that the people that do not believe in their leaders I found the leaders to have broken the circle of trust somewhere in the entire melee or game. It can come as a result of a transactional pattern. So there are transactions that you will do and you realize that working with this man, he never comes straight. Or you get to hear about what your leader has said about you and yet when the leader sees you, he or she believes or makes you believe that you are the best thing that happened since sliced bread. If you are working for a leader you don't believe in, you are probably feeling that your path to success will be especially difficult. Most people will tell you to get a different job, and if that op- option is open to you, it is worth thinking about. But sometimes you don't have a choice but to stay where you are, at least for the short term. That doesn't mean you have to lose hope. However, I'm coming here to tell you one thing, that I believe that our most difficult struggles and challenging times are when we grow the most. Let me tell you, it is better you go through a leader that is supposedly difficult and challenging when you acquire the skills on how to manage such. It will come through emotional intelligence. It is not something you pay for in any business school or any school whatsoever.
when you are stuck in a bad situation, you can always commit to learning as much as possible from it. Stop running away. Don't be like David. Don't run to Ziklag. You might run to Ziklag and it will become another problem. And it's possible for you to survive and even excel under incompatible leadership. But this is my duty. This is my space. This is what I've committed to do to you and to help you and help us in that I will share with you my thoughts and that's what I'm about to say. That here are some actions you can take if you find yourself not believing in your leader and you still want to succeed. Number one, think about your own purpose. In a difficult situation, it is natural to want to complain about others, especially the person whose leadership you hold responsible. But when you focus on others, you lose sight of yourself. When times get very tough, go within. Be very clear in defining for yourself what you want to accomplish and how you want to succeed. Please, just concentrate on yourself instead of looking at what is wrong with others. I say this to a lot of my young friends, mentees and colleagues. Whenever they come to me to get counsel about their boss, the director, the manager, or the overall leader, the person says A and does B, or he speaks and fakes right, what I always ask them is, why are you there? What are you doing there? If you cannot define the why that will be linked to the purpose of your being in that space, then you don't deserve to be in that space. But if you can define the why, why are you in that role? Why are you working for that company? Why are you working for that particular government parastatal? Why are you working for that man or woman? Think about your own purpose. When you remember that why and the why you got into it, then concentrate on yourself instead of looking at this person who is disappointing you. Like I always say to people, and thank God for my father in the faith and mentor, Pastor Baker, he will always say that it's important that you focus on doing what is right. What is wrong will leave you alone. So focus on yourself instead of looking at what is wrong with others. And that includes this leader you don't believe in. The second big ticket action you need to understand or nugget I'll give to you. Don't let it get personal. It is hard not to get emotional when situations are difficult. But you don't have to let them get personal. Many times people tend to struggle. Why? Because you must have had some sweet counsel with this leader of yours. This boss of yours. You guys go out together. You have a nice time. This is a boss that you know when the chips are down. He's been there for you. She's been there for you. And all of a sudden... Just by reason of one event, you lose faith and hope 
in that bus. Let me say to you, friends, the best man, man at his very, very best, is still man and will always be man. Man is man and will remain man. The very best of man is still man. What I'm telling you is that mistakes happen. Things happen. Do not write off anybody. Don't, because of one event, take an individual to the cleaners. You must always give people an opportunity for a second chance. You need to manage your emotions. And managing your emotions is an especially important skill when you are constantly challenged, especially with this boss that has disappointed you. It is important not to gossip, attack, or speak badly about your boss. It reflects poorly on you. And if anything makes them a more sympathetic figure, then you are. You know something? When you speak evil or you gossip about your boss, you are speaking into the atmosphere. You are speaking into a group of people around you who may be saying the same thing, but it's your voice that will be heard by the boss. Because the traitors or those that are sitting around you are actually living off or eating off the palm of this supposed leader. And that's where betrayals come. How will you feel when someone may have recorded what you said about the boss in that confidential whisper and then the boss forwards it to you by WhatsApp and say thank you? So which of the nine, which of the seven, which of the five, which of the three, even, even if it was one person you spoke to, that one person could easily betray you. So don't let it get personal. If you are in a situation where you need to speak up, keep it factual. Can I be honest with you, friends? I have learned in all the years God has given me grace so far, also working in organizations, both public, private sector, and even in my own little space, to keep things, make the main thing the main thing, to remain factual and to speak up. There is no amount of pressure that I will see and I will not raise my hand and speak up. In any situation, you will have me stand up and say, this is what I believe in. And if you are my friend, and even if you are not my friend, I will tell you what you are doing is wrong. I will give you a factual reason why you shouldn't do it. You may not like it. You may tell me to go off, but I may not have my way, but I'll have my say. Because I need to keep it factual. Do not attack people. What you need to do, respond only to ideas. And don't join the bandwagon of attacking. Don't, you are not an attack dog. On Twitter, I see people, just a simple comment someone may make. We go after people as if we are dogs, attack dogs, and we want to you know, howl this person down. No, you are building the temperament that will defile you one day. Even you, you will one day become the boss. And you will see that that attack mechanism will be inside you and everybody around you will run away. But rather, my friends, become a sponge. I use this word all the time to people that I have the privilege of mentoring. Become a sponge. Learn as much as you can. 
I believe that we can learn some things from each other, even when we make mistakes. Learn something from everyone you meet. And the more stressful and challenging the times, the more you can gain from everyone and anyone, including that leader or boss you don't like. Remain open and see what you can soak up. Don't close up. When you close up, you will not learn. When you open up, you learn. And when you learn, it is yours. When you learn, you become a proper learner. When you learn, you have gone through a learning school. The day of reckoning will come. What you learned will be what you will become your flag. When you hoist it, people look at you and say you're a man or woman of wisdom. You are a good student because you are a learner. Learners leave. But those who refuse to learn die before their time. And I'm not talking about the physical death. I'm talking about being irresponsible in speech, in candor, and not being prudent. So, you may or may not gain great wisdom, but you'll certainly learn something when you are open and then you are a sponge. Never stay on the pathway of being an attack dog. It will not favor you. Why am I saying this? I'm telling you because if you're just joining, it's Navigate with ID, and the topic I'm treating is how to walk for a leader you don't believe in. Many of us are sitting today in places where we don't like who we are working with, working for, or reporting to. Tough luck. There are certain things you cannot choose. You can't choose your boss. You can't choose your leader. It's only in politics that you can say, I would like to have that man. It's a wish. But you cannot choose your boss in the office, except you are, it's your father that owns the company. And when your father owns the company, you cannot choose your father either because he's the owner of the company. He will tell you what he wants you to do, when he wants you to do it, and how he wants you to do it. It's just like sitting down and saying to yourself, you want to choose a mother. Nobody chooses mothers. Mothers are divine. You are meant to come through that particular woman and that is it. Any other one will come through another name. You can call it an attachment. The, whether is mother, godmother, but a mother is a mother and a father is a father. The third nugget I want to give you on this subject is take control where you can. You must be able to take control. Listen, when you can't control what's happening around you, you're not in charge. Challenge yourself to always control the way you respond. That is where your power lies. Let me tell you something. If you have a leader or a boss you do not like or believe in, and anytime that boss or leader comes around you, and your entire makeup and system is shaky. That person has control over you. You don't con control over yourself. And he or she will manipulate you to the point where you'll be living in absolute fear. On the other side of it, if you're one who it lives in awe of this leader of yours, you won't even know where to draw the line. 
the guy will probably bring out his fingers and say, begin to, you know, uh, you can lap my fingers like the dog. The guy can come out or the lady may tell you, you know what? Take off my shoes and begin to lace them for me. You would do anything to please that person because he's in awe. But guess what? The day the tables turn, that individual that you were so much in awe of will suddenly become a person of disdain. What do you do? You need to take control of yourself where you can. Likewise, I would take it a slight, you know, point on this. Likewise with your colleagues or your peers, do not in any way be angered by a friend, colleague, peer, brother, sister, to the extent that when this person shows up, you are so angry and then you begin to mess up. You begin, why? Pull yourself together. The minute you are not able to do that, that person has control of you. Let me stretch it further. Husband and wife, spouse and partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, summarize it, relationship. You guys are relations in the same ship. You are the husband. When your husband knows what to do to get you so aggravated, look at the rate of issues we are having today with unnecessary victimization of partners. It's not necessary if people know when to walk away. If you don't know when to walk away, you might find yourself in a very bad shape. And that's why it's important that you take control where you can. The same way you need to know how to work for a leader you don't believe in, the same way you must gather wisdom how to live with a partner, a spouse you do not believe in. Right now, there are a lot of marriages and relationships that are hitting the rocks. And it's simply because either party has not been able to submit to the other, to respect the other, or more importantly, to take control where they needed to do. In the control here is about yourself. Because when you are able to control yourself, self-control garners energy that becomes a weapon called influence. That the other party now sees that you have actually respected yourself or respected him or her, and the challenge that you you guys may be facing will become a little minimized because there's some level of submission. Submission makes all the difference. So my dear friends, if you're working for a leader you don't believe in, take control where you can. Don't try to struggle with a man or woman who has already identified that you don't believe in him or her, he'll probably lead you to the stakes. And when he ties you to the stakes, the only thing that will save you will be God because the bullets will rain. He'll come after you with everything that he has. The firepower of a leader, of such a leader, which I call a soulish leader, a soul, leash, S-A-U-L, I-S-H, when you have souls leading, the Davids must take cover. 
A David must walk with emotional intelligence. A David must understand that the, you're going to heal or play music for the king. And that same king is hauling a javelin at you. You are going, taking the son of the king as your best friend. You eat on the same table and the king still takes a spear and comes after you. Then you surely know that that king is after you. But when you have the opportunity, like David did, did he take the law into his hands? The answer is no. It took control where it mattered because he had the spirit of wisdom. That's all I ask you to do because wisdom is the principal thing. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We need to take a short break. We'll see you on the other side. This is Navigate with ID. Welcome back, my dear friends, from the break. And um, just in case you're joining us for the first time or you're a regular listener and then for some reason you didn't meet the first half. The second half is also as interesting it can be. But then if you know you've missed it, all you need to do is just go to www.navigatewithid.com. The ID is spelled IDY. It's a website. Go there. The next 36 hours, you'll have the podcast. But that said, let's roll with the second part of this beautiful program. Uh, you're probably wondering, okay, what's the topic? How to work for a leader or a boss you don't believe in? Interesting. I'll just give you some of the nuggets that I dropped. I dropped about two or three before we went on the break. The first thing I said was, hey, you must think about your own purpose. All right? And the second nugget was, never allow these things get personal. Don't let it get personal. All right? When situations get to that level, don't take it personal. Um, I like that track. Um, don't, don't make it personal. Easy come, easy go. Yeah, don't take it personal. And then the third point was, take control where you can. All right, so the fourth nugget I'm going to look at is... Asking you to do your best no matter what happens. Listen, regardless of what you do, the sun will always be at its peak. Use the elements to tell you how God has created and made and formed the entire universe. You will never find the moon coming out at low capacity. You can't find the sun coming out at low capacity. When the sun rises, it sets. But when the sun gets to the peak of its power, the sun never operates at a lower level. And what am I telling you? Regardless of who, what, when your boss decides to be who he has been, or regardless of what he had done to miss, lose your confidence and trust, do your very best no matter what. Sit within the ambits of excellence. While you may be dreaming of your next job every day, getting out depends largely on the results you can show from the job you have now. Many of you make that silly mistake. Because you're working with a man or woman you don't like, you find yourself operating at low esteem, low productivity. And when the appraisal comes, that same person will slam you. But guess what? What if you were to change your mindset? Regardless of what that person has done or who he or she is, 
you decide to operate at the peak of your capacity that nothing can be found, no guile whatsoever, what would happen? Some of you begin to think of the next job. I'm in this department. I want to be promoted. And yet, you're not putting in your best. You know the set of people that I always look at and I always warn them? People are in trade union. The union guys. I look at them. I've had the privilege of mentoring and also training a few unions. And when they come into our office at Corporate Shepherds, I sit down and I tell them some own truth. The first thing I ask them is, are you a staff of the union or a staff of the company? Say we are staff of the company. I said, good. When you get up to go and negotiate and to say you are doing a looter, what happens to your own day job? Many of you leave your day jobs and you are busy following a looter. You do a looter year one, a looter year two, a looter year three. They give you a title comrade and you you sitting there, you know, as a comrade. After three years of being a comrade, you don't develop yourself, you don't train yourself, but you train yourself in a lutaism. When you come back to that same job, they will realize that you never grew one day. One day, the company will say, we don't need this position again. Do you go on a looter? No, you can't because you will lack the competence and capacity. All because you never put in your very best. Nobody saying you, you should not be a union member. Nobody says you should not be a trade unionist. But even doing that, be excellent at the day job and let no man fault you in whatever way. So, that goes for every one of you. Even if your boss makes you miserable, even if your leader sabotages you, or your manager frustrates you, your self-interest lies in doing your best in the situation that you are in. Don't come out whining like a cat that has been beaten by the rain. Stand there. Trust God to be able to see you through. What makes you think that is ordinary? It may be God putting you through to deal with some things in your life that you can't carry to the next stage. And so God puts this difficult boss or leader to remove those excesses, to sharpen the saw and those rough edges to make them rather blunt. Learn to push yourself. Work hard to be the best. Will it be easy? The answer is no. Will it be worth your while? The answer is yes, definitely. You might be wondering, this is Mr. IDSF. You might not understand. I do. Listen, you can't be more than I am. Let me give you a typical example. Many years ago, I worked for a company. I'm not going to call the name of the company. They're not sponsoring the show. If they want me to call their names, they'll come and sponsor the show and I'll, I'll call their names. So for right now, it's Wema all the way. I worked for a certain beautiful company and I found myself working in a different climb as an expatriate. Now, I had this lady who was my boss and there was some reorganization and then I landed with a lady who was my boss. And then when I went on my look-see, my wife noticed something. They had a small gathering. I mean, that day was coincidental that where we were was like a golf country club. And then my wife traveled with me. You know, the look-sees, you go check out the place, whether you like it. So that evening, we all went out. My would-be colleagues were all there. And then my wife said something when we got back to our hotel room. She said to me, that, that your, that's your boss. You need to be careful, Sha. There's something about her that was not sitting well. 
Okay? Uh, I said, okay, thanks. Now, when I got into the job, this lady became a pain in the neck. But guess what? It did not ruffle me one bit. I was responsible for the country. She was responsible for the region. But my country was providing 60 to 70% of revenue and the contribution. And so you could not. The country I managed was number four in Africa for this organization I worked in. And so as a country manager, this woman could not of necessity run my country for me. But she tried to do so many things. She would try to. And of course, being from a different part of Africa, East Africa, some of the women there sometimes want to show men that they are stronger. But I will not tell you what part of East Africa. I'm keeping you in that maze. But you know one thing that I did? It pushed me to be at my very best. I was at the peak of my delivery. When the chips were down, the same lady came back one day and said, ID, I want to appreciate your leadership and sense of duty. Do you know what happened in between? Twice, I invited her for a breakfast meeting. I took her out. The first time I said to her, Hey, um, Miss W, do you have uh, what's breakfast like tomorrow? Can we have a breakfast meeting tomorrow? And I gave her the location. I left home. That country where I was, we're driving on the wrong side of the road, if you get what I mean. But that's the best I can tell you. And we met at this, this space, had breakfast. And during breakfast, I said to her, what exactly have I done that is making you uncomfortable? She said, no, nothing. I said, no, 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 listen, don't give me that. You and I are sitting here as adults. And by the way, it's not the company paying for this. I'm not using my company credit card. I'm paying for it myself. Everybody in my house knows I'm having this meeting with you. My, fa- my wife knows. My son knows. She said, your son, did you report me to your wife? I said, no. But they know that you are, f- you are full of hassles. So what exactly? We had that conversation and we came, you know, it was a come to Jesus conversation. And when we finished, we got back to the office and everybody suddenly saw this mushy, mushy relationship. And I don't know what happened. After three months, boom, she went back into the same mood. Then this time around, I now said to her, okay, can we meet? Did she have some time? We could go for a drink somewhere. And we went to this. After hours, we now went to this place. They had live music. And then it was in that noise. And I said to her, you know what? You see the way this noise is here? It's the same kind of way she's compressing everybody. She's creating noise to the extent that people are not at their peak. I made the point. So by the time it was a year over, she then realized it was appraisal time and we needed to sit down and talk. And of course, in appraisal, you have to come appraise yourself Say what you think should be done differently, what you would have done well, what your objectives were, how you performed relative to objectives, and at the end of the day, where do you think you land? And I said, meet and exceed. And she said to me, I actually think you clearly exceeded. I said, whoa. Here I am saying, okay, I met and I exceeded. She said to me, he's a CE. CE then was the topmost, you know, of the ratings. ME was next. And then you had the middle, which was the average. You Everybody would meet as expectation. And then I had to ask her. She then went back to say, 
all of those times I was going through some emotional whatever, I didn't realize it was rubbing off on the team. A lot of people were telling her, but she didn't listen. She wasn't married. And so for her, the pressure brought so much in. But the only person that took time to speak to her and to let her know she was on the wrong trajectory was myself. Not even our own boss told her, but people were making comments. There were gossips and all the things happening. And she said, ID, you've demonstrated that you are truly a leader. And for me, I will stand and defend this grade anywhere and this rating that you clearly exceeded your rating for this year. That's what I got. That's why I can tell you, do your best no matter what. The fifth nugget I'll give you is be discreet. Resist the impulse to say or do something you can't take back. Many of you talk too much. You have verbal diarrhea. You don't like the boss. You don't like the leader. Must you stand to everybody? And by the way, let me be honest with you. Me, if I don't like what a person does, not the person, I'll walk up to him and say, Oga, Oga, you two they harass us. You two they harass us. And he will hear, he say, I take these are the things you do and we don't like it. We are telling you as a team, I'm representing the team. These people may not say it to me, I'm telling you. You know, that is how I've lived and that is how I've worked. That is how I encourage my team members to come direct to me because I'm a direct person. I tell people, I, I like direct entry. I don't do jump. You know, jump, you need to do UTME. No, mine is direct entry. Go straight into the university. Don't start. The university will call you for exam. They'll call you for this exam. Mm, that's side talk. I don't like side dishes. Just go straight. Eat the main course. That's why I don't do first course, second. Uh, I just go straight for the course. Be discreet. Once you are seen as a negative influence, it is very difficult to change that perception. Become a diplomat because discretion keeps everyone's integrity intact. Tactful action and thoughtful behavior are very paramount. Don't be the man that will be the news carrier. Resist that impulse. Okay? That is the fifth nugget. The sixth nugget I'll give to you is to practice empathy. Let me tell you, not everybody was born to be a bad person. Nobody was born to be bad. Situations can change and make people embrace a different kind of behavior. This boss of yours or leader may have changed because of the situation that life threw at him or her. It could have happened and the person has not been able to cycle out of it. Some people get hit with a situation and they don't come out of it for a long time. It impacts on their work. It impacts on their relationships. It impacts on their delivery. It impacts on everything about them and around them. What such people need at that point is a warm, the warm embrace called empathy. And so, if you have someone who is antagonistic towards you that you find is a, as a leader, please practice some form of empathy. Remember that behind every bad behavior is a person with specific motivations for what they do and the story leading to who they are. There's always a story. There's a reason behind that particular behavior. When you can understand the why inverted behind bad leadership, 
it can reduce your frustration. I mean, I long ago understood the why behind Nigeria's political leadership. It does not stress me. Because when I look at the streets, I don't see any difference between those that are leading us and those that I'm seeing on the streets. I'll give you a classic example. I tweeted this some time ago. What moral right does a government have huh? to tell people that they are being they are indisciplined when it comes to road behavior? When convoys, the same government officials, the same people that are supposed to be leading you, when their convoys are passing, they drive recklessly. And then these same people will now tell you they have a lasma, a pasma, a masma, a kasma to stop you because you did not trafficate. What is good for the goose is good for the gander. I know you understand what I'm saying. When you can understand the why behind bad leadership, it can reduce your frustration. That's why I don't get frustrated. By the way, let me give you one tip. Whenever you are frustrated about a matter, turn it into a fascination. And that's what Nigerians do well. Every little thing that frustrates us, they turn into a character to some comedy skit. And we all laugh it away. It's good to release the tension, my brother. If not, everybody for the carry gun. It is so good. It diffuses. Allow the fact that there might be a very human reason for malfunctioning leadership. Let it elicit your empathy. I'm taking a brief here for this boss, for this leader, because I know, I know that life can throw you all kinds and people respond differently. Please be empathetic to your boss. Be empathetic to your leader. Now, if that person becomes a chronic malfunctioning leader, then there's something wrong. At that point in time, they need more than a surgeon. You people need to wheel him or her into the theater and allow the best specialist to speak to him and let him go through that process. Let there be a way that the system will know if it is political leadership that is malfunctioning, when we go to the votes, vote your conscience and vote for the person you think will do it. If it is a public servant that is the day of his retirement, you can choose that day to tell him, Oga, you have retired, thank God, but please don't refire. Just remain in retirement. If that person is malfunctioning in a private sector organization and there's room for you to express it by way of a help, helpline, send that as a way, as a developmental suggestion that you think this leader needs to go through a course in human psychology. You are helping him to get better rather than you destroying him or her. Number seven, raise your own standards and flag. Raise your own standards and flag. You earn the right to hold others to high standards by meeting them yourself. Friends, this is one non-negotiable with me. I push myself hard. I push myself very hard. That's why I can't stand mediocrity and smesme. I won't. You can't stand up and tell me 
this is why I did. I don't tolerate excuses, but I listen. I don't make excuses. The food you eat, it becomes bile to me because when I tolerate excuses all the time, you are slipping into mediocrity. Does that mean I am not empathetic? No. Trust me. If anything, I will listen to what you're saying, but make sure it makes sense. I have zero tolerance for mediocrity and foolishness. I'll be right at you. Why? Because I raise my flag and standards and I hold myself to very high standards. And so when you want to pitch at that place, it is important that you earn the right to hold others to higher standard, the high standards by meeting them yourself. So if you want to live up to your own potential, you have to raise your standards. Many of you don't want to raise your standards. Where bad leadership goes low, learn to go high. That's what Michelle Obama was saying. When they go low, we go high. It's an antidote. And whenever they go live and they go high, you just fly at the relative level because your standards are sure. Learn to go high, raise the bar, and do everything to reach it daily. That is what makes you a person of influence. That is what is make you that is what will make you stand out from the crowd. Don't be a crowd pleaser. Don't join the bandwagon of Aluta. But stand in the place where when you hoist your flag, that flag speaks courage. That flag speaks influence. That flag speaks respect. That flag speaks timeliness. When we had the Business and Leadership Conference January 25th at Radisson Blue Hotel, for those of you that attended, the time was 9 a.m. start time. 9 a.m. I picked up the microphone and we started. Any day Corporate Shepherds has an event, an event that I'm hosting or convening, if I tell you we are starting at 1, we are starting at that 1 by the grace of God. All things given in time by His grace. When you raise those standards, we'll fix this country. And so people will not come and tell you, sorry, it was a traffic. Then leave home early. There are times when it can get nasty. You don't know there might be an accident on the way. There are times when I'm even coming on the program. I, I give two and a half hours, sometimes three hours clear. For this 3 p.m., do you know when I leave my office at Magodo? I leave at 12. I've, I'll hit the road at 12. That's when I set out. Now, sometimes things can happen. And when that does happen, I will call in and I'll phone through and then speak to, speak to you through. But that has happened, what? I can count it, maybe twice. But friends, many of you have become perpetual latecomers and you sit down and say, you must understand now we are in Lagos. No, 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 no. When you go to New York, you will, you will understand that it's not because you are in New York. It's inside your system. And last but not the least, lead from where you are. That's my parting nugget for you. No matter what position you have, you are always a leader. Lead from where you are and do it with grace and effectiveness. Set out to lead by example and always rise above the dysfunction. That is absolutely invaluable. Rise above any dysfunctionality. 
Let your boss not be the greatest guy. Let your boss not be the greatest lady. Please rise above any dysfunctionality. Lead from where you are. Become the sitting premise where someone can sit and say, but for this individual. Like I did share my own story with you. Wangari will look at me and say, wow, ID, you led me even though I was supposed to be your direct manager. You led me differently and made me see the ills of it. I can report to anything and anybody. I can report into any space. What I need more is my absolute place and wisdom in God. With wisdom, you can do anything because wisdom protects, wisdom keeps, and wisdom comes alive. When you speak, people hear wisdom. They feel wisdom. But when you shout, what they don't hear, what they don't see, is who you are. All they know is that there's some noise coming and they can't relate to it. If you are working with a leader you don't believe in, there are times that it will be difficult and frustrating. But remember, dear friends, the challenges you face today could end up being the most important lessons of your life. That is all I'm going to say to you, friends. When we come back again, I'll be very happy to share a lot more on this same trajectory because 2020 is that year that we're starting the journey on a sustainable future. Well, if you do have any questions, come to the website or the website navigatewithid.com or pop a mail, contact at navigatewithid.com. And if you feel led to follow me on Twitter and Instagram across the platforms, the tag at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. I'll be most honored to share with you and also to answer your questions. Thank you so much for giving me your time. God bless you. Goodbye.